Welcome to Always Real Talk. I'm Kwame Brown, and we have been following this new exciting development. People have been talking about it all over the country. What are they? Hey, they're container homes. We know in urban areas, container homes are hot. People ask me, Kwame, what are container homes? Well, I had to do is I had to do some research. And what I found was one of the only, if the only, African-American developer, but we consider her the African-American container home developer in the country. is located right here in our region in Washington, D.C. And her name is Debrielle Goodwin. Debrielle, welcome to Always Real Talk. Hey, Kwame. Um, thank you for having me on. I watch the show all the time, so I'm excited to be here. Look, I'm excited. I, what we're excited about is what you're doing. Now, you and I, we go back some time, and I remember that I, I consider you one of the most, um, uh, I don't want to say aggressive because people get aggressive wrong, but I like your hustle, right? And I like the fact that when you say you're going to do something, you go after it and you get it done. And I remember you talking about these container homes uh, a while ago, he was like, yeah, I want to build these container homes, get some land and I'll build some container homes. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, we was at the coffee, near the coffee stop. And I was thinking maybe you had too much coffee to drink because Washington DC and I never seen a container home in Washington DC. But I said, if anyone could make a container home, uh, make it happen, it had to be you. So walk us through how you got involved in container home development and why is it so important and why is a lot of urban areas moving that direction? Well, um, I started out honestly in 2009 with trailers and they're completely different but similar in nature, um, single wide and 20 wide trailers. But after that, a couple years later in Alabama, I saw someone do a community um, a small little retail plaza and I went to the University of Alabama so just being kind of in Birmingham and watching this plaza come to life in the development of it it was complete shipping container and after that I was just like wow um, they never actually moved forward with the development but since then it just sparked you know it just you know, sparked something in my head. And I'm just like, I love this form of development. I love that it's, you know, sustainable. These containers, every container we use has been around the world, you know, one time. So it's eco-friendly. And as far as building, um, we can retrofit them off site. So it makes a really smooth uh, build, um, an efficient build, everything is still done as far as the interior on site and the utilities on site um, but it's just a really smooth efficient cost effective way of building homes um, and okay. it's not just homes okay now when you talk about container homes i want people to you know it's a container right it's one of right. the containers that you see that sometimes people ship them overseas and put stuff in or they ship them back or whatever it's a real container, right? And in that container, what is the average size of a container home? So um, an average, there's two sizes that we work with, 20 foot containers and 40 foot containers. And you can, um, if you wanna go with that single studio container, that's typically 160 square feet. Um, and then 
going on up to the 40, which you're looking at 320. And then you can always um, build it out or stack them and put multiple and fuse multiple containers together to do a larger home. It's not that you're limited to this tiny home. And the really cool thing about it is you can clad the exterior so they look, feel, and flow like a traditional home. It's not like a container you would never know. And it's just a cleaner approach to building. So are the container homes, because you know people know what a, a normal home is, and I'm not gonna say the container home's not a normal home because it's a home, right? But right. you get my point. They know what a house that they normally see when they drive down the street and they build it up from the ground. They know what that is. They know what a, um, a townhouse is. They know what a single family house is. Um, they also know what a, a, a double wide trailer or a single wide trailer is, right? And right. then they know what the stackable homes, right? So they have the homes now that you just, you know, you put the first level in and you stack the first level up and then pat it down, boom, it's house. What is the difference with a container home versus a trailer home? Okay, so the, in the most simple way, the envelope of the container home is essentially just a steel frame envelope where if you were doing a traditional home, it would be wood frame. And that's really what attracted me to the containers because if you um, do the research, it takes longer for steel to completely rust away than it does for wood to rot away. So, um, you know, from having a more fire resistant product to having one as long as you continue to treat um, and keep up it like with any home it's really a home that can stand the test of time I mean you have containers that have been sitting around for 50 60 70 years now um, that are just out of use throughout the country so the envelope itself is just a steel frame envelope once we move the containers over, we're still doing the stick framing in the inside. We're still insulating the same, you know, we're using a foam and a rigid to double insulate, but we're just making sure that the house for the most part, it runs, flows just like, you know, your same traditional home would with your traditional finishes. The envelope is just a steel um, envelope, which just happens to be a shipping container. No, that's, that sounds exciting now. Some would say they're listening to this. It could be 50 years old or whatever. You know, what is the environmental impact of a container home? Like in terms of is, is it safe from an environmental perspective? It is safe um, from an environmental perspective because you're using um, a recyclable, repurposed resource. And then... Um, in the event that you decide you want to clad like a solar panel or even, you know, work in a way to make it, you know, your carbon impact for your home, like less you can with the container. And what I mean by that, like if you want to do like a simple, you know, rain water infiltration system because it's such a small unit and it's easy to kind of manage like you can so you have the option with it you having such a smaller footprint um on some of the containers like you know to create a more environmentally no. friendly world no i got you i i got you now 
how long does it take from the time you start a development to the time you finish a development? And most developments, you know, you either go in and you, you know, you start to lay out the homes you're going to buy. You get people who are interested in buying. They buy up front while their home's being built. Is that the same process for a container home or do you build them and then sell them? So we do them two ways. We build them and then sell them, but we also do developments for other clients. And we have a variety of products, all container in nature. So if you come to us and you say, hey, I want to build a single family home, that process could be anywhere from six to nine months. Um, Depending on your location, your site, if you come to us and DC has just passed zoning, it's not recently, but fairly recently, updated zoning regulations that allow homeowners to do tiny homes in their backyard. So this is allowed in any residential ward. So you can put a tiny home right there in your residential, in your backyard. If you have a parking garage in your backyard, um, we're getting clients who are calling us who are wanting to stack the home on top of their garages. Um, that way they can create legally um, an accessory dwelling unit. So, so, so that's almost like they can create like a rental unit. So if I have a piece of property that has enough land on it, I can put a, a pretty much put a, a 900 square foot or seven. How big are these things? What's that? So max, you're looking at about 700 square feet average. Uh, okay. Okay. So I can put, because I was driving down the street one day. I went around the corner. I was somewhere and it was like this little house. And I mean, I swear the house was like as big as, you know, uh, an efficiency, right? A little bit bigger than efficiency. So you can physically, now legally, put a 500 square foot container in your backyard, pipe it for uh, sewage, pipe it for water, right? And electricity. And then that could be pretty much a rental. Yes, and our smallest unit is 160 square feet, which is our studio. And the nice thing about that is um, you know, if you decide to go the federal voucher route, DC has some of the highest voucher stipends. So, and some of the upper wards you're looking at for a studio is still almost 1200 bucks a month. Now, what would the voucher, what are you, are you, let's walk through that voucher thing. Well, first of all, let me, let's back up. I want to talk about, cause I want our viewers to get a clear sense that it's now legal to put a 150 square foot container home room or whatever you want to call it in your backyard. Is that correct? correct. Okay. Correct. And, and that would be piped in for electric and for sewer and like they could put a bathroom, a shower and everything in it. Right. Correct. And what is the typical cost of, uh, let's just go for a regular, you know, unit that's normally 700 square feet. Um, would that be like a one bedroom unit? Is that what that would be or two? What would that be? That would be a two bedroom unit, the 700 square feet. They typically, we start with our studio, um, which is that 160 and that starts out at about 75,000. And, um, that's everything from your design, all your architecture plans, permitting up until your actual build and that's for our base um studio tiny home now the mortgage on that is going to run you on average between 290 and 335 depending you know 
the rate that you pick up in today's market. So that's what I was saying for individuals who are like, hey, you know, I, need, I really could use an additional stream of income. If you decide that you want a secure, you know, tenant, you either have options. You know, you can go the voucher route to where you can get a government tenant and you know, hey, I'm getting a consistent cash flow every month. You can go market rate to where you can charge a little bit more. You can go the short term rental route. You know, keep in mind there are regulations, but homeowners now really have the chance to make some additional cash flow and seniors who are, you know, aging in place. You mentioned that 50 plus group. It's a great opportunity for them because instead of, you know, going into a home in which they may not want to be in or being someplace where they're uncomfortable, they can downsize by building a tiny home in their backyard, renting out their main property or vice versa and being able to leverage those cash flows so they can comfortably age in place. So I think wow. it's probably a win-win solution for all parties and a great perk um, that we've seen. Recently, we've worked with uh, UPO, the United Planning Organization, and what they've done is they've awarded a $40,000 grant um, to our client to do a tiny home in his backyard contingent that he keep it affordable for five years. So again, affordable falls into that voucher rate. So as long as he keeps, you know, a voucher tenant or keep it at 60% of the AMI, the area median income or lower, he can continue to leverage those cash flows. So with that 40,000, you know, on a basic home brings that bill down to almost $35,000. You're looking at close to 150 a month. You're bringing in almost a thousand bucks a month additional the utilities are separate. You can have everything separately metered so the tenant is responsible and it doesn't run on you. Um, so you can really have some options now to leverage your land. Wow. Wow. That, now that's now that's, you know, pretty, pretty exciting. It'd be interesting to see if we get all these container homes just fruit in people's backyard to say, how do I, you know, get an extra, some extra money? And, and instead of going up, right, or going back, you can just stick a container home uh, there and, and keep moving. What is the downfall to having a container home? The downfall? Yeah. It's so, always a good, it's always a good, and I can say a bad, but, you know, something that people should think about because a container home may not be for everyone. It's similar in nature. So I said the design of a container is modular in nature. So for people who do want to get a little bit more um, exotic in the shape or the flow of their home, the more you cut into a container, um, really the more you jeopardize the structural strength of the overall container. Um, and when not properly insulated, you know, we that's why I mentioned we do that dual insulation with both the foam and the rigid because when not properly insulated, you know, it can be very, you know, cool or heat resistant, you know, so making sure it is insulated 
that way you don't run into those issues, um, whether it's hot or cold. Uh, and then you have, of course, your splits inside so you can comfortably control the AC, but still being able to make sure the overall temperature of the home remains comfortable. No, that's, that's awesome. So how can people find you? What is the best way that people can find you if they're interested in doing three things? One, you may be purchasing one of your container homes that you're developing now. Two, they own a home and they're interested in learning more about what the possibilities are based on their square footage of their backyard or space that they may have on their land. Or three, uh, they are maybe interested in uh, finding out more information on how they can work with you uh, to find a way to get those type of grants that will allow them to uh, bring in extra revenue. What, what is the website? Um, you can visit us at www.alluvial, and that's E-L-U-V-I-A-L, Inc., I-N-C, dot com. That's right. We, it'll be right on the web. You can see it on the, on the screen as we, can speak, as we speak. Check her out. Uh, Gabriel, you are doing a phenomenal job. Thanks for coming and giving us an update on those container homes. Once again, you can see her information right on the screen. Give her a shout out. You look at her social media. It's there. Uh, Gabriel, it's good to have you on the show. Love to get you back when those homes are, are built. I want to come and you know do a tour of, of, of your homes when you get them up, okay? Well, the ones that are coming soon, keep in mind they're not tiny. They're almost 1,800 square feet, but we'll be in the Marshall Heights area, and we're inviting um, everyone in the next three weeks to kind of join us on that journey. Oh, awesome. Well, look, we'll be there. So once again, thank you very much. Appreciate you. And we look forward to having you back on the show. All righty. All right. Well, there you have it. You want a container home? You want to understand what container home development is all about? You want a partner? You want to find? You want to buy? Doesn't make a difference? Look her up. Good friend, Gabriel Goodwin. If it's always real talk, you know it's going to be real. It's always real talk podcast show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, we're all there. You see, we're committed to fine-tuning our program while never compromising our ability to give you real talk. Because you know, if it's always real talk, it's going to be real.